0: Peep Game, you know what it is. It's your man, S-K-Y-Z-O-O, Sky Zoo, Live out the borough, all the way out in Japan, doing it the only way I know how, with the Mega Late Show. Let's get into it, baby. Well, I mean, i just go into it. I've been trying to come in with different vibes and different energy, and today, like, uh, I was like, damn, like, our guest is so, the music is so hard and aggressive. And, and and i feel like maybe i should come in with a hard and aggressive introduction but maybe i'll just come in real soft and delicate you know what i mean to balance out that energy some but um <laughs> word word man uh mega late show episode number 103 i think something like that but uh, of course Late's still on sabbatical so you know the vibes but i'm still here and uh i want to give a shout out to all of our listeners who have been listening for the last few weeks uh, man, we had some really dope, incredible artists come through. We had um, Oga. Do you know Oga, uh, Omen? Uh, Japanese no. MC. He rocks with Kojo a lot. Used to be, he, He's a cool cat. We had Oga on nice, in the nice. beginning of the year. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, two weeks ago, we had Sport J on, oh, cool. who was really making vibes in the West Coast uh, as a beat maker, really big in the beat scene out there and um also he produced uh Stally's last album if you guys know stalli is a west coast mc um kind of a west coast lyricist and i think he's with maybach music i don't even know but wow. jansport J is just one of my favorite uh producers often considered along the lines of like your dibiases your buddha monks when it comes to this beat scene style post dilla post new music but he's super dope and then last week we all did that's that okay. bullshit i was talking about that drop out <laughs> right there that's that bullshit but um last week we had marcus d who is um you know a longtime collaborator with a lot of nujabe's music um uh, affiliates and he's seen as one of like the spiritual successors of nujabe's sound kind of like a i hate to use the term and he hates it too but like that jazz hop low fi mm-hmm. shit it's all just hip-hop shit though right but mm-hmm. man uh, and uh so those are like you know two incredible producers that we had on and our longtime listeners know we had some of the greats on. Marley Mall's been in studio, um, DJ Spinner, and just incredible cats. And today, um, I'm real happy to have another person who sits at the upper tier of hip-hop greatness and perhaps um, one of the most uh, successful stories of... Uh, outside you, the united states musicians coming through and having a huge fan base in the states we're here with the one and only dj illegal of the
1: snow goons what up what up what up
0: <laughs> that was a long ass intro <laughs> uh, i was. like to give more casual but man uh, i'm real <laughs> happy about the guests we've had i'm real happy to have you on today dj
1: illegal Word. and happy to be here too man first time like f- f- my first day in, in japan oh really yeah so very first time i i literally just come from the airport right
0: right yes, and and, and i want to i want to give a shout out to um the plug international my guy omen44 here Yes, 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 yes. It. you got he, he's going to be kind of my gu- my co-host today i think oh, that's okay. how we're going to rock it today okay, he'll be definitely. my co-host and he brought he brought uh, DJ Illegal straight from the airport over yes. to the crib. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, Omen44 is also one of the dudes who uh, brought out Sky Zoo when Sky Zoo did the podcast with us. Yes. Um, yes. You were here for uh, Elder Sensei when Elder yes. Sensei yes. did the podcast yes. with us. I'll I, I be telling people, man, like I don't know exactly what it is that Omen44 <laughs> does, but he's doing something <laughs> really dope. And he always seems to surround himself with people who I think are the embodiment of hip-hop culture and uh once again comes through with dj illegal man (laughs) I, i i would ask you how you feel about japan so far but you've only seen it for like 20 minutes
1: it's more or less yeah yeah i was um we came straight from the the airport with the train and it's funny you know like um my perception of japan um when I was looking out the window there, like right after the airport, I was seeing like the fields and then the, the, the electric poles mm-hmm. and immediately had like Godzilla in my mind, you know, from <laughs> <movies>. <laughs> it's It looked like the landscape of Godzilla, yeah. like straight up. I was like, "Well, oh, We should shit. go
2: to uh, Shinjuku
1: too. Yeah. They, they have agree.
2: a huge... Um, Godzilla statue that's right on the top of the hotel (laughs) okay
0: it's it's dope to check out man but you know when i when i i I don't know how how it is out in europe but out here man they got fucking earthquakes Mm -hmm. and the first few times i felt earthquake i've come from california Mm -hmm. so i have felt earthquakes but when i came out here earthquakes are like a whole different animal Hmm. And wow. the first time I felt it, the animal that I thought it was was fucking Godzilla because <laughs> my building was shaking for minutes. But yeah, it wow. definitely is. Man. It definitely is
1: that. Uh, no, that never experienced the earthquake though. Like never. I, I don't. I mean, it, I've, it I've been. Quite,
2: in yeah, it happens quite often out mm-hmm. here. Even when I brought out Sky Zoo, there was a little one in uh, Sendai. Well, okay that's how often it happens in
0: in california you know you feel them few like a few every couple of years or whatever and they're usually kind of gentle especially Mm -hmm. because there's not high rises over there like that but when i came out here like the first earthquake i felt my building was shaking for like a minute straight (laughs) and they are consistent like every couple of months you're going to feel an earthquake that you just think like is this the big one damn like we were saying before before we started before i hit the record button like if the hair we were talking about the coronavirus and one of the reasons is sick nature couldn't come through (coughs) right shout out to sick nature and the rest of the snow goons by the way but man with this coronavirus epidemic it just puts things in the light like things mm-hmm. could really slip and devolve mm-hmm. into madness with a natural disaster like an earthquake so uh yeah. everybody stock up on your water and yeah. your toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> and your cans of wow. you know canned meats or whatever whatever you guys got i don't know we got spam out here and like canned tuna what do they got mm-hmm. in germany you
1: yeah pretty much the same thing though yeah. yep. okay yep. okay
0: but hella like sausages and so it's worse especially worse. Yep. I, I got a German homie who introduced me to a phrase, and I don't remember how to say it in German, but he said uh, the phrase means that's sausage to me, that's sausage uh, to me, yeah, which yeah, basically yeah. means like,
1: like, I don't give a shit about that. Exactly, because we, we, oh. we just say basically, um, das ist mir Wurst, and it means that's that's sausage, basically. Okay. But yeah, but it's it's just the meaning though. Yeah, okay. Well, but, but it's I just understand.
0: like, it, it, it means kind of like, yo, I don't really give a shit about oh, that. What was exactly. that word again? Can you say it in wurst,
1: German? like the, the German word for sausage is Wurst. Wurst. Yeah. yeah. So, so how does it go? Wo- and then and then you say just es ist mir Wurst. Mm. ist mir Wurst? Exactly. Oh, okay. very <laughs> well. Hey, pronounced. shout out, man. Yeah. I
0: don't know if I got an applause <laughs> drop. Let's see if I got one. <laughs> hey. There you go. Yes. That's yeah, right, man. that's right. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to uh <laughs> learning German with DJ yeah, Illegal. Dr- Hip hop terms only. Yeah. How do you say protect your neck?
1: Uh, well, I got it on my neck Oh but, shit uh, a Tattoo No, um, well in German uh, You would say uh, mm. Pass auf dein Hals auf Pass <laughs> auf dein Hals auf I'm not I'm even going to try to butcher it I'm not going to try to butcher far, it That wasn't far That wasn't far, yeah That's really dope,
0: man Well, I want to welcome you to Japan On behalf of you know the Mega Late Show And everybody that know this out here uh I, I'm really excited to, to check you guys out. And um I, I didn't I heard about your music about the mm-hmm. same time that I feel like a lot of people in the States started hearing about it. Maybe about two thousand seven with the uh the what first is album yeah, yep, yep, through Baby Grand, right? German exactly Yeah, that was the chumbo. And, and and to me it was kinda crazy because I was like, Oh, like these guys are German, they don't sound German dog. <laughs> they sound like, sound like some real boom-bap, aggressive, hardcore hip-hop shit. Mm. How did... Uh, I, I know that the, the Snow Goons have been rocking for decades now, well before your release um, in the United States, but how did you guys find success and in, in connect with the United States crowd?
1: Well, um, you know, it started all in the late 90s when we doing beats, and um, we was we, we starting out with German artists, obviously, because that, that was the next thing, right? and um, we just heard from I, and I guess it's because we just love so much the 90s shit but which was back then the regular shit because right. it, it was the 90s um, but th- we heard just a lot of feedback from German rappers they were saying like yo man this sounds like some American beats and we was like that's kind of stupid to say like what right. is an American beat you know like, right. uh-huh. like they was always like, oh yeah you should work with some American guys like the, that the, that fe- beats fit better right and I was like it's definitely weird because like how you can say like uh, this is an american beat or whatever right Right. Mm -hmm. but but i guess that that's what really triggered it and um at the same time in the early 2000s we connected with virtuoso from boston oh shut out and um he he basically introduced us to like i don't know the whole boston scene you know mr live esoteric and acrobatic edo everybody Mm -hmm. from there and, and, and that was the first foot in the door and then, um, and then we realized too, like we was recording with German artists but it was very slow, you know, they like take their time, they, they're very picky about beats, they're picky mm. about who's on the track, who's working with you mm. and stuff like that, like it's, it's some German efficiency, whatever, they, they <laughs> really bring up in, 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 you really see that in the hip hop shit too but um, with the american artists our experience was like you just send them some beats they don't ask any questions they just take the beats and then they write and they record and they send you back a track and we was like th- we were so surprised in the beginning when we had a couple of songs back mm-hmm. from the guys without they even asking any questions or whatever they just recorded and that was just a, a, w- 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 it's just a super dope workflow, mm. in, f- in, in our opinion, you know, and mm. we just had way more fun with that. And that's why we, I guess, took this route to I mean, we're still working with some German artists, but like the focus was obviously the American artists. And, and, and since we also really grew up with, with the American shit, basically, mm-hmm. so it was the next thing for us. And and that's that. So that was just a logic step to do to work with American artists. And it took obviously quite a long time. So from the early 2000s till 2007, that was then our first the album. It took literally like seven years you know, to Worked. just get mm-hmm. this album together because we was obviously hustling verses here and there and you know nobody knew us, of course, so we had to build and, and, and start from scratch and and then obviously also after the first album it was way easier for us because then like the the first album was kind of like a a business card you know and on of a sudden people like here and there heard about the snow goons at least and then it was way easier to work plus also of course we you know we collected a lot of experience Mm. and so you know
0: that's pretty crazy that it took you i mean it took several years to get that first album off but you guys have released music like every single year since then you guys are uh like a workhorse and because of this i'm not sure if i know any other artists that really fit the criteria i mean there's a lot of long you know uh long time recording artists but you guys have recorded with everybody i mean like It like uh I was just listening to uh Goon Bap today Mm -hmm. and back when I first heard that, I didn't even realize that Conway the machine was on that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing like incredible things now. They're probably like the biggest face of, like, New York hip-hop as, yeah, as, as Griselda, it stands now everything. with Griselda. But, I mean, he's on there. You got mm-hmm. Killer Priest. You, you have, yeah. like, Ill Bill. Like, people from mm. almost all aspects of it, whether they're yeah. legendary 90s artists, upcoming 2000s artists, the more underground experimental guys, like nonfiction, the more undergui- mm. underground, like, more traditional style guys, like, mm. you know, um, Apathy and exactly you 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 produce an entire album for mlp right the snow goons together as a production team this is this is like kind of an incredible thing and for that to be happening from a german based Mm -hmm. hip-hop crew is is uh, i don't think it's paralleled i i don't Mm -hmm. know of any other uh, you guys might be the biggest success story of like foreign hip-hop artists Mm -hmm. in the american market
1: can maybe yeah, I, I can't think I mean, of anybody else.
0: True. Of course, of course, there's like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, technically isn't is you crush? Yeah, bet bet, but did you yeah, Honda Honda crush? And and, and there are tremendous mm-hmm. examples right, right, of right. people coming over, but you but, guys, uh, it, it's it's a strange thing because. When you look up any of your videos, mm. the entire comment section is usually positive and it's usually being like, this is real hip hop. This is the real hip hop. Mm. It, it, it's, it's really dope, man. I just want to commend you on, on that success. Well, thanks, you, yeah. uh, I mean,
1: you know, we, we definitely uh, on it. I think, you know, one thing, I guess, what makes the Snowgoons really authentic is that we are authentic. You know, it's that's, that's one big part of, of I guess, um, that success plus of course we um you know i'm sitting here right now and representing the crew right but the crew is actually more people and we we got also the Snow Goon's djs who contributing also with their work and with their talent and like because you know a crew is only as strong as like the the whole crew is basically right, right. right? and um 'Cause we got um it's not only the, the beat making, it's it's also, you know, like um like I said, the DJs already. And then everybody has their own talent. For example, DJ Crypt, who is one of the Snowguns DJs, he's also a graphic designer. Mm. So that comes very handy obviously. Mm. And then DJ Six K another um Snowguns DJ. He does like video editing and stuff. So everybody contributes also what he got, you know, what he can do best as well. Oh. And that's what makes the whole crew so successful. In my opinion, in yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously nature,
2: he, he's a producer and a rapper, right? Exactly, Yep.
1: So, yeah. Yep, he's, he's, the, he's the rapper and the producer. He got a song called The Rapper, The Producer, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he he, he was uh, already making a, a name on his own before he even joined the Snow Goons, mm. um, because he was already producing for Il Bill, La Coca Nostra, and Vinnie Pass. Like he produced like quite the biggest songs for Winnie Pass and AOTP. He, mm-hmm. he, he produced the End of day song for Winnie Pass, which is his biggest song. And he produced also Seven from AOTP, mm. which is like pretty much mm-hmm. the biggest AOTP song when you look on the numbers, you know. But but yeah, so he, he, he was already on his own and then like just putting him into the snow goons was just like getting more powerful ultimately, Mm -hmm. you
0: know. I I think that's one of the dope things about hip hop culture is like, you can come from any walk of life, but as long as you uh, are authentic and you're dope, you find your place in there. And I think that speaks to uh, your guys' ability uh, to just everybody rocks with you. And so that means that there is a level of respect and appreciation for your art and outside of just the numbers reflecting Mm -hmm. that. So that's really dope. How did, um. How did how did you how were you introduced to American culture? Cuz well, you grew up in Germany, right?
1: I grew up in Germany, right? But um I was very fortunate because in my little city called Grazheim, it's it's quite a super little city. Um but we had a military base. Cuz you know after World War II there was um the the military bases mm-hmm. in Germany left to mm-hmm. control like what's going on politically <laughs> right. in Germany. And in the southern parts, where I'm from, like, you know, that's like Stuttgart, Munich, that's all the southern parts. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. the American bases. In the north, they had more like the UK bases. Okay. And mm-hmm. in the east, that's that's what was also the, the DDR, you'd like the, 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 the split the German part. Oh. That was from the Russians, the commun- communism. My and niece was
0: actually born in
1: Germany. She was oh, born okay. in Wiesbaden. Mm, is Wiesbaden. That a place? Yep, yep. Did I say that right? That's yep, Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden. Yeah, It's yeah. close to Frankfurt. So, I, I I you know, so I was fortunate to grow up in a city with a military base because when I was a young kid, um I got uh, in in touch with with some some American kids over there. So, I was hanging out at the military base all the time and this is, this is even basically around um right before the iraq war and stuff um, mm. um happened right because after that it was also like the right? first iraq war like yeah. 91 91 exactly so years. so so this was 88 89 90. Right. that was like when 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 i just got kind of introduced to the music so i was hanging out at the military base and i was seeing there at the nco club which was the officers club where they had the po- the weekly parties I was seeing a DJ like scratching and cutting and doing stuff, right? And and that was a whole new world for me as a mm-hmm. kid. I have never seen something like this. And it was probably at that time super rare in Germany anyway. But um, um, I was really fascinated by the The guy who was flipping around these records and stuff. And I didn't even really understand what was going on. But I was just fascinated because right. it was something I've never seen before. And it looked just crazy and it sounded crazy. So that's how I got, I got pulled into like the hip-hop a little bit. Um, by that and um, yeah, so so like I said, that's that's how I got my first um, my 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 yeah, like you said, American culture, right? Um, also because and in, in you have to understand on the military base everything is America basically. It's right. American soil. Mm-hmm. Right. They even sell like American water, like the food, everything there because right. they use as logistically training. They let just import everyday stuff from the U.S. It's right, so on the base technology. it is. America, basically, right? Right, right. And uh, so I got—I was a kid that didn't even really speak English, right? But I was hanging out with the kids there, was playing basketball, listen music, whatever. And I, I, I got introduced into all the American stuff, right? I was watching with them TV, like they had the Dinos, the the little Dino baby, what's it called? Oh, uh, the
0: dinosaurs. It was like a family show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the what family show. What did show? he say? What did he say?
1: Uh, I, I know you're talking about, yeah, but they're so like I was uh, seeing in seeing costumes that and shit. Exactly, <laughs> I was seeing that already. Not when the I mama, was not the mama, right? <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> yeah, that shit is disgusting. But I yeah. feel you. I so watched it too.
1: Y- yeah, yeah. So you know, I seen stuff like that when it wasn't even on German TV and stuff, mm. and then. When i was a little bit older i got introduced into wine cooler stuff like that and root beer <laughs> and you know all that <laughs> stuff yeah. that you don't had, like especially in the 90s the pre-internet right Right. Mm-hmm. and uh so yeah that's that's how i got already in touch with the american L- culture L- when, did, when did you uh, call it
0: when did when did you start practicing hip-hop and participating in hip-hop culture
1: that was then also the early 90s basically pretty right after i i started actually out as a b-boy first like hey, i was saying definitely what was your b-boy name move. i didn't have a name oh, at okay. the time i was just dancing it was cool and then um and then i did graffiti as well and that's where actually my names comes from then. okay because i started doing some trains and in my school like where when i was going in the german school like pretty much none of them knew what even hip-hop is right mm-hmm. nobody had any idea but they knew i was doing graffiti on, on on the trains right so they was just calling me the illegal one because they knew it's illegal Aye. right so oh, here comes the illegal one and that's how I kept the name for DJ Illegal Cause after like they, they busted me in like 92 I believe and that's when when I you know gave up and I I, I, I got away with the, like a blue eye you know it was like in my city the police they didn't even know what graffiti was basically mm. so they was like oh, okay yeah just don't do that anymore and I was like okay <laughs> dope. so I got away and uh, but that was the sign for me you know what I have to do something else and then I eventually got back i was already collecting a couple records but then i was you know getting more into the music started as a dj and then i took the dj name dj illegal from the graffiti
0: thing Mm -hmm. it's interesting like i know a lot of people whose uh kind of life trajectory starts along those lines Mm -hmm. same for me like i just my sisters introduced me to hip-hop music Mm -hmm. i didn't know like what dr dr like how the beats were being made or anything Mm -hmm. like that but you know i started off b-boying started off with graffiti mm-hmm. the homie got caught and i decided that it was probably time for me to <laughs> slow down too because exactly. he's on house arrest and then you know uh, various other things eventually mm-hmm. i dj a little bit but it was mostly mm-hmm. beat making and rapping for a long time uh yeah hip-hop kind of saved my life in a lot of different ways I oh think, yeah so.
1: absolutely 100 percent with yeah. me man i don't know what 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 i would do with my life right now but situations like this only like now I sit here in Japan and we're talking you know this just because of mm-hmm. the music I was just telling Omen also <coughs> earlier um uh, a couple years ago we had even a Philippines tour so we've mm. been to the Philippines and so we we traveled all over the world we had last year a Russian tour the year before we was in the US and Canada we was even also in South America you know Bogota crazy. and shit like mm. it brought crazy. me all over the world already yeah. so it's, it's 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 sometimes crazy it's, it's the same yeah. thing you when you look back right as a kid when i in in then the early 90s when we had uh, yom tv raps on tv then you see the videos like house of pain jump around and shit, and and then like if you would have told me back then like yo in in whatever like 20 years you're gonna be on stage with these guys and djing for them yeah, i was man. like hell yeah of course but like yeah. and and it really happened because you know in in um 2012 and 13 i was the official um la coca nostra dj because DJ Eclipse couldn't uh, travel to Europe because he still had a ban, like he was banned for ten years from Europe. Aren't so you,
0: um, aren't you DJing for Onyx right now too? Yep, yep. It's oh. crazy. Yeah, that's the same so thing. So crazy.
1: It's, mm-hmm. it's. I, I do remember there was a, um, uh, a festival in Switzerland called Frauenfeld. It's quite one of the biggest hip hop festivals. Now nowadays it's more like a commercial festival, but in in 2012 they had like. This year they had uh, la coca nostra cheddar Mindrix, 50 cent wow. um you know i can't even like it, it's so many artists it was a really dope festival a super dope lineup and uh, we was rocking with la coca and it was fifty thousand people wow. and i never forget when we at the end of the set obviously this was at the time when everlast was still in the group so even today they still doing like the jump around and stuff mm-hmm. the, the house of pain classics um because you know like coca nostra is the is the um ill bill slain and and originally Everlast and, mm-hmm. and danny boy from house of pain um so w- i remember i was dropping the record jump around when the when those horns come on and then when the beat jumps and then when the beat dropped i saw like fifty thousand people <laughs> jumping it's such a feeling i had goosebumps Crazy. it was just nuts i was like wow what like th- 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 those feelings and and once again you know I, as a kid i saw the, the video on on your TV raps and like in germany like this was in the us like something so far right. it's on tv you know and now i call these guys friends basically so yeah. sometimes it's definitely That's still incredible, for me
0: yeah incredible you've had an g- incredible career and i'm looking forward to hearing more music in the future of course i want i wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about um germany and germans kind of uh, I growing up right especially Mm -hmm. when i was writing graffiti back in probably like the late 90s like 98 99 early 2000s a lot of the graffiti magazines that i would get they were like imported from germany Mm. and i always just had this idea in my head that like the german hip-hop scene is one of the stronger hip-hop scenes in the world i used to watch the b-boy um international battle of the year german squad is always super hungry and super dope and and uh Especially nowadays, you know, 2020, mm-hmm. like, well after the Telecommunications Act and the way that mainstream mm-hmm. hip-hop became, you know, crunk music and snap music mm-hmm. and ringtone rap and, and trap music and whatever we want to call certain mm-hmm. aspects of about culture now, like, Europe... And Germany, Germany, and even Japan, they seem to kind of m- adhere a lot to this idea of four element hip hop. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's still thriving and and
1: like prevalent out there in Germany? Absolute, absolute. I mean, obviously it changed, like you said already. You know, it's 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 a different time, and there is there's more aspects to it, but. It's still, like a lot of hip hop jams actually happening because I, I remember during the 90s there was like real hip hop jams, you know, right, where right. you got together during daytime. The B Boys was already dancing, there's probably some live art. There's yeah, yeah, like the graffiti artist was busy outside, and then in the evening you had the shows and shit. So, it, that, that was like, um, and and there is still here and there some some uh hip hop jams like that still popping in Germany, but um, but also you're saying, um I'm not sure if it's, like, the the really the biggest hip-hop scene, the second one or whatever, but, like, as far as the sales, right, as far as numbers, it's definitely uh, Germany, uh, the number two in the world after America. Yeah. Okay. I was surprised, too, because I always thought, like, this might be Canada or something, Mm -hmm. but uh, compared, you just have to realize, in Germany, it's about 82 million people. And in canada mm-hmm. is it's not even 30 million people. right so yeah. you see it's, a, it's, it's the potential is basically double than you right. know canada but like um yeah i i you know we run in also our own label obviously now goon music um because we're releasing everything on ourselves and um you know this is this is an aspect i i never really was um let's say aware about or whatever right or was never planned that me handle that business part right because i i just start doing beats back then from DJing i came then from DJing to the beat making because once you go into turntablism and you go into beat structures and chuckling and all that Mm -hmm. you automatically you know like get involved into like Mm -hmm. drums and like rhythms and stuff like that and that's how i got from from the turntable to really actually programming and stuff right and producing um, so I always, my whole life, when I look back, like I went always with the flow. For example, now I'm also doing videos, like um, I'm filming mm. a lot of the videos that came out recently, like from Onyx to whatever, because I really like to film, right? But it's always a natural, like development from for me what I'm mm. doing. But um, so saying, like I never really planned or learned even like how to do the business side, mm. right, or running a label, because right. there is obviously a lot to it and but i just grow kind of naturally in it you know like it was necessary to do and so we started our own label and um and i guess that's it's just that that part of hip-hop what what makes me always be like staying creative you know and 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 just keep going basically right excited mm-hmm. for the music Right. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: is there a difference between your American fans and your German fans? Do your German fans like want more German raps and mm-hmm. shit, or yeah, I mean, there's are so of y'all speak English yeah, out yeah. there, anyways, so right, yeah, pretty a much, a pretty lot of you,
1: yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's but I, I see it's 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 really um in the last years, um, and I can speak not only for Germany, uh, I would speak for whole Europe or for that matter for the whole world. I always try to um. Compare hip hop with the with a real life family, like when when it let's say like the the, the kids they was born in in the U S right and now they moved out into the world you know and um that's that's what it really is with hip hop though like let's say twenty years ago it was like everywhere in Europe the number one thing was U S hip hop right mm-hmm. but nowadays since it's it's this is already the the technically the third generation in in the two thousand twenties now of of hip-hop even in europe right so the kids mm. now they grow up with their own hip-hop in their own language right. in poland mm. every mm. country has their own hip-hop swedish right. like hungarian whatever you want to call any any uh, country has their own hip-hop and mm. their own idols and big artists that doing like really big numbers you know and i can understand because obviously What's, what's more natural than your own mother tongue, you know, if you're right. growing mm. up, like listen to some music and then obviously this is some Polish hip-hop guy, whatever, and, and you listen to it. So there is nowadays a lot of um, hip-hop fans in Europe that, Don't actually even listen to American hip-hop
0: I I think Mm. uh, I see that here as well Mm -hmm. like um, you know again I think I think uh, you know certain parts of Europe and Japan are some of the first Mm -hmm. places to kind of see hip-hop culture and really want to participate in it Mm -hmm. so you've got early artists out here from like the Spartanic rockers that were breaking in like the late 80s already Mm -hmm. and and, you know guys like uh, DJ Honda going to the DMC Mm -hmm. in the early 90s like Now there's just generations of children who never needed to go back and listen to Nas because Nas is fucking almost 30 years ago now. Right. And so, number one, the language is more difficult for them to apprehend. And Mm -hmm. number two, you've got other MCs who have been doing it out here for a long time, like Shingo 2 and Verbal. There's no real reason to go and try to listen to the... Um, predecessors and the pioneers unless you're trying to build a baseline education about it so True, yeah. i think it creates a lot of interesting new styles and a lot of interesting new sounds mm-hmm. uh, while a lot of it can be very derivative mm-hmm. of modern popular music sounds, there's a lot of trap shit that comes out of japan that is True. super gangster <laughs> that is just not that at mm-hmm. all but i mean the kids are going to make whatever they want to make do you right. think that Germany has uh, I think I think the snow goons have a unique sound right your production I- is yeah. is you in know in a way
1: it I mean the, the thing is um, right now obviously we get thrown in into a lot into like the 90s uh, box if you want to say like that yeah. per se mm-hmm. with Classic which is kind of true ba- yeah, boom yeah, bap yeah. Shit. Um, which is kind of true but that's why we also like you mentioned already the goon bap album why we called it goon bap because we created our own boom bap you mm-hmm. know like because the, the goon bap is obviously the problem the goon bap is obviously the combination of boom bap and snow goons so mm-hmm. it's the two words combined and that d- describes our style, the yeah. best, I would say. It's boom bap, but it's still snowgoons. I know? think
0: it, I think your style is pretty distinctive. If you're if you're like an educated well m- maybe educated is not the word but a, a, a person that is following hip hop closely and listen to these type of things you you know that you know a premiere beat when you hear it mm. you know a Pete Rock beat and a RZA beat when you well maybe not RZA Dre. now but like '90s RZA yeah, you know yeah. you know that and I think that the uh, the snow Goons have a uh, a particular there's particular aspects about it that mm-hmm. are you know, like, oh, is that a, is that a, a Snow Goon's beat? And, and that's really dope. Uh, are, are, are you seeing German artists out there in Germany who you think are producing a new sound or creating something kind of uh, distinctly German?
1: Mm, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I saw a guy today, and I don't know I, if this is your homie, my bad, but I was not feeling it. His name is like Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, I don't I want I don't want to bring you into yeah, my yeah. my level of dislike here, but I was listening to it and I was just like, I don't really like this guy. No, and no. now, of course, I don't know what he was saying. He could have been saying great things about my mother, but I couldn't understand anything. But it kind of felt like really derivative to me. And it kind of felt like he was using black culture to kind of give some type of authenticity to his toughness, because the video was he's there in the hood. It's all black guys around him, and they right. look they look like regular hood cats that I would see around, but he kind of stuck out like a sore thumb, and it was weird to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Is that a, is that a strange assessment to have there? I, I don't want you to hate on him.
1: No, 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 no. no. I know him. Um, yeah, it's, you know, these guys, man, like, they're, they're technically really kind of from the street, um, but, yeah, it's... Does Germany have, like, really bad neighborhoods mm, like yeah. that? I don't I even mean, know if his neighborhood yeah, yeah. was like you know. Well, he's from Hamburg, <coughs> and and you know, the, he's he's probably doing drug dealing and shit like okay. that. You know, it's so so it's definitely authentic background a little bit with him though. Like he's going in jail in and out, but oh, um, I don't know what this is. Hold on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, yeah. but yeah, he's it's just um. I don't know, it's it's definitely not not my type of um, uh, music or attitude. It, mm. in, you know, the funny shit is, like, his group is called 187 Street Gang. That's basically his, his group name, right? Mm. It, 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 obviously in German it's 187 mm. Straßenbande, which means 187 Street Gang. And back in the days they used to do, like, more boom-bap, hip-hop type kind, of obviously. And then, of course, with the success, you know, they, they uh, turn around the sound. And what's really funny to me is, like, they're so big now the the guy jesus just mentioned he's even sponsored by nike and ah, nike okay. has like nike germany congratulations obviously, but but like <laughs> nike has never sponsored any like musicians like that beside if they doing like some collaboration or mm-hmm. something right but um anyway they doing crazy numbers and um it's to me it's funny because if you listen to their old stuff and their new stuff you can totally hear how everything turned around at 180 sure. and and mm none of my business and and no disrespect or whatever it's just not my thing but whatever i wish them success whatever so it's not hating on it but Mm. the funny thing is when you argue with kids right then they're like oh no they're the dopest and they're still the real whatever right right. but like if you you can literally hear like if you hear their their first two albums and then the ones once they got signed by universal and now like all the stuff they're putting out now which is very like racqueton trappish whatever mm-hmm. singing auto tunish whatever so y- you hear there's a, a disconnect there. yeah you, you mm-hmm. hear a hundred percent different sound mm-hmm. you know and and so that's that's for me you know like the more or less let's let, let's just put it it's, it's yeah. the definition of sellout in a way right it mm-hmm. it,
0: that's that's kind of where i have issues with these type of things because you know i, I very much come from the kind of last generation of four element hip-hop kids mm-hmm. like after the telecommunications act nas even went in a direction that we were like no and <laughs> i went underground you know yeah. i was I, already on the west coast i was into Hyro and souls of mischief and freestyle fellowship but i was just like it was all definitive jokes and all of mm-hmm. these guys for me what what i considered like ethical um you know not conscious but like you know uh, authentic hip-hop artists and it was very important to be authentic and original Mm -hmm. and while i don't care for a lot of trap music there's cats out there who are authentic and original Mm -hmm. trap guys who are making music that expresses themselves Mm -hmm. always i have an issue when somebody seems like they're fucking fronting and with Mm -hmm. when i see a video like that i'm just kind of like look, I, this is my first time seeing it. So maybe I'm just like, my perception is off, but you know, I just don't get exactly how that correlation works out. And maybe he is or whatever, but it's strange to me. And, and here's a question for you. Like, what do you feel is real hip hop? Cause all of your fans, they love to point out like, this is the real mm-hmm. shit. This is real hip hop. And I see a lot of like nineties heads in mm-hmm. our age demographic, mm-hmm love to make that distinction do you make those type of distinctions like real hip-hop from like not real hip-hop I know I do in a way mm-hmm. quite yeah, often yeah. in a
1: way of course, but you me, know, me basically too because because I think it's because we grew up with with that 90s stuff you know and um I think we we, we so much bounded into this hip-hop culture right which mm. which you already said is the is the four elements and um i was also a Sulu member in the 90s mm. you know well. and it's like it, it, we we're so much bounded into this like authentic and the realness and all that you know it because you have to also see where hip-hop was coming from you know right it, it, it was from the authentic streets basically right and um and I think you can get this out of our heads, you know, right. in a way. And 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 I think that plays a, a very big role. So it's always, of course, tough to say, like, what is real hip-hop yeah. and what is not real hip-hop, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I I, I I keep it mostly like this. You can obviously always say what's real hip-hop. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably tough to say what's not real hip-hop, right? Because the genres nowadays, like you already right. said, there are so many aspects nowadays of, mm-hmm. of hip-hop and... Yeah and it's so much mixed with so many other different musics and if it's for the good or not 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 my point to decide or whatever but um but we can agree on like what's real hip-hop sounding like
0: you know um it's it's one of those mind detect mind things for me i'm just like oh like that's yeah that, that i i believe those guys like mm-hmm. I, I like like right. the Griselda cats i'm just like oh this speaks to my sensibilities without having to do a deep dive on their criminal background right but you know for whatever reason my spider sense went off when i saw a guy named rick ross mm-hmm. saying it was rick ross and then eventually right. you find out he's like a corrections officer right. and so you know like I, I like to think that i have pretty good radar mm. but I, i'm also not the type of cat that really um I'm not so fixed on it must sound like this era of Mm. hip-hop, especially coming from the West Coast. We had weird stylers, double-time sing-song rap. Guys like Bus Driver are extremely Mm. eccentric within the kind of canon of hip-hop. And so, like, I get... I have a lot of leeway in what I think Mm -hmm. is dope. I even like a lot of the younger cats that are making trap music, but it has to have a certain air and quality of authenticity. And I think that, especially... And I don't know if you you face this type of adversity, especially when you have a person that comes from outside Black American culture. Even even Black folks from the U.K. and Black folks from all over the world. Anytime you have somebody that is outside of that culture that uses hip hop to express themselves, there is a, a certain aspect of me that wants to make sure that they are representing it in a correct way because hip hop is to me is. Like indivisible, You cannot divorce it from the politics of the mm-hmm. damned and detested Moors of the West, uh, of, of the West, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of black people mm-hmm. who distinctly come from this, you know, African diaspora, this diaspora in struggle. Mm-hmm. So have have you ever felt like a, as as I, I imagine you're a white German dude, um, have you ever felt kind of uh, a way in the culture that you just were like, should i be here doing this or is there a problem with this or or i mean you you obviously you have a cosign by more people than i've ever seen anybody get a cosign. so they Mm -hmm. respect you and Mm -hmm. see you as a person worthy of Mm -hmm. you know the culture to be a part of it but has there any been ever any point where you're faced with that type of adversity
1: to be honest not really though and um i think it is also um because i think differently you know like I wouldn't say I know it sounds like a phrase or like like so so old or whatever but I have always been even as a kid like uh, like especially as a kid of course or whatever all my life I has always been some sort of colorblind you know because Mm. I was I was even when when I was um, a teenager, I didn't even understand the concept of racism, you know, because mm. it was for me not logical. Like I couldn't understand why you mm. could hate on somebody else because of the skin color or of the religion or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was a concept for me that didn't make no no logically sense, you know. Yeah. So that was always um, tough in a, in a way to but yeah no nah, I have never actually really um, um felt that way and and like you said already like um there's actually mo- way more respect towards us in a, in a way you know yeah. and but of course it, th- this is always a topic you know because yeah. I mean we like especially nowadays when it's l- with the genres and, I- and this goes also with with any uh background and any any wherever you come from right, right. like it's it's L- like you said, a, a German kid, you know, from, from Germany. Right. I was just telling him, um, I ju- was just telling Omen the story about, um, I have a a crazy weird uh, connect from like, from Hitler to hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. I- it is crazy, yeah. but there is one, you know, right. and um, uh, so, yeah, anyway, so coming from Germany, it's um it's definitely um, some some like i said when i look sometimes back i'm 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 still feel like a yeah. dream you know like being friends yeah, with all these it was kind of deep
2: though the way he was telling me how um you know you know how africa band Bada was using a, uh, that Kraftwerk song <laughs> right. from back in the right. days right. In the rock, yeah. that craft Kraftwerk basically was from germany right. so like i think he's seeing that whole roots to mm. it and how he was telling me that one of the guys from the Kraftwerk, he was the or- originator,
1: the inventor of uh, those
2: synthesizers?
1: The One of the Kraftwerk's uh, father's guy, he, w- he invented the actually synthesizer, oh what we wow. know as the electric piano, basically. Mm. And he was
2: actually... Um, financed. Financed by right. uh, oh. Hitler. Hitler. <laughs>
0: I mean you know one of the the things uh and and to germany's credit i think of course we're all well aware of the atrocities of world war ii Mm -hmm. but germany uh, you know post world war ii they did a great job in educating all of the citizenry about the problems with world war ii Mm -hmm. and where they fell off and Mm -hmm. and, and, in in germany uh, i don't know if there's still like some type of fringe movement for neo-nazism but man all of the german cats i know they tend to be far more informed about race issues and far less judgmental Mm, of other races than even white folks from america my shout out to Mm. my buddy tentacle my my buddy t he's a german cat Mm. and he's always right there with me on par when it comes to issues of slavery and these conversations Mm. and uh, and i think the german people have done a great job with that and i wish the united states would put more effort into educating its Mm. citizenry of the same things
1: originally saying this to omen earlier like straight up because um we was we was talking about, uh, for example, like in I, in Germany even, because he was asking me if there are still Nazis there, and there obviously there is. You know, it's like sadly there is, but there is um they're like non-organized. It's definitely like some weirdo leftover kind right. of guys, right? So I'm definitely not saying there is no more, because sadly there is always some some weirdos, but the majority I would say in Germany they are pretty aware of what's going on in yeah um and and we're still dealing kind of with these consequences in 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 a way it is good because it goes that far that as germans they don't even represent Mm. a german flag Mm -hmm. like when you go to germany i mean you know when you go to the states there is like literally on every second house is an american flag you see american flags all over the stores Mm -hmm. wherever wherever you look on cars in germany you rarely find a german Mm -hmm. flag you will Mm -hmm. just not find that because it is still so stuck so much to if you be like Representing Germany, then you already a Nazi. Too too nationalistic Mm -hmm. is problems, especially. And I feel I feel like that about. I think every. I wish every country seems
2: like that too, though in a strange way too.
0: Japan went in. In my opinion, and through my little bit of research, Japan went with more of a denial of mm-hmm. the atrocities that they committed during world war Two, okay. a lot of a lot of it in my opinion is these them being like no we didn't really have these comfort women from korea like no we didn't ah. just completely decimate entire chinese cities but you know that's you know however long ago it was the cultures have reorganized themselves in ways that are both uh, positive and negative in regards to the response to that and i just i've always uh, I've, I've never it's a deep issue though. yeah I, I've, I've and not to make this like uh too political or mm-hmm. anything like that in our conversation because we're all just rocking and have a good time but you know it, it, it is something that i think about when i think when i talk to folks from germany i just feel like they kind of get it a little mm-hmm. bit more when it comes to that yeah yeah yeah, yeah we're back um I forget what tangent i was on but what i was going to say is that in, in a in a lot of different ways like of course you know i grew up and my mom was catholic and as i got older you know i became god body and then i slid away from that ideology into a whole bunch of different other things but what i what i think is like my identity in a lot of ways more than being you know ethnically who i am and you know philosophically and all these other things uh, besides any other audiology that i'm tethered to one Mm -hmm. of the first things that always comes up is like man i'm a hip-hop guy like i am Mm -hmm. to to use that old phrase from the 90s like i am hip-hop so like all Mm -hmm. the shit that i do it like if it's dope like that's hip-hop shit you know like the way Mm -hmm. that i the way that i wear my pants and the way that i speak and the way that i Mm -hmm. communicate with people is largely that and and for me especially growing up on the west coast we, I didn't have any issues with white rappers or Mexican rappers. I grew up around uh, like an, a multicolored, colored group of individuals, and the only thing that really mattered was like if you're dope, mm-hmm. and if you're being authentic, and you're not ripping off the culture and just using it mm-hmm. to advance yourself at the behest of and, and and leaving uh, you know other people behind, or culture right. vulturing yeah, and shit. That, so that, that,
1: mm-hmm. that was exactly the same thing in Germany too in the early nineties when when the hip hop movement i would say starting out there um it it was the same like you know i'm i'm i mean i'm not i'm not acting like i'm from the street or some stuff right but like we, we didn't really had money so i was coming kind of from a poor background whatever right but like i mean i, I was still doing alright um but anyway there was in, in when 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 i got together with some other hip hop heads right it was like turkish people like cuz for example in 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 germany it's a lot of turkish people cuz after world war 2 we actually invited um, turkish families to help rebuild germany cuz it was totally mm-hmm. destroyed and um so we you that's know that's
0: that's why i said you look like a white dude but i could i, I mean you could have been like
1: turkish too I was, you know <laughs> <laughs> no. oh yeah no but really. like um but yeah so you know the 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 hip hop thing was always like it, it didn't matter where you're from, mm. what you got, or how you look like. It was really just more about, like, your skills, and, like, the mm-hmm. l- we shared all the same thing, like, that love for the music, you know? And, yeah. And that that was the main part that's I also always remember. Like, we had, like, all my Turkish friends and whatever. Like, nobody cared even, like, you know, there was never really a topic, like, talking about it, like, oh, yeah, you Turkish or whatever that it was just so natural, and, and like we cared yeah. only about the music. You is this know? guy a toy, or is he fucking not yeah, a toy? Exactly, right, you right. know. And and then it yeah. the rest didn't matter. And that's and that's still kind of I think what what hip hop still makes today. It brings like people together. Like that's the reason why we free here sit together. Right, you know, right. mm-hmm. like from totally different backgrounds, from from totally different angles of
0: the yeah. world. You know, and and where we connect and intersect is like kind of the most important aspect. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. building community true, true. and 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 supporting each other and and i really you know like i said man like i'm i'm, I'm just excited to have you here <laughs> so in, in terms of into like uh the next part of the podcast we're really going to get into um some more of the music your production techniques and everything like that but what's um what's next on the table for the snow goons uh mm. do you guys got a new album coming out do you have a like a solo project or anything um yeah well we we always let's start with let's Mm -hmm. start with the last projects
1: right right yeah yeah let's let's just resume the the last couple months though like that's how you can say it. uh yeah the last real project we dropped was the onyx album the second one already the Snowman's album and it's just crazy funny because uh last week um i was rocking with onyx in in bulgaria for a show and they've been to uh bulgarian tv because on the last album we um We used a sample from a Bulgarian artist, like some some Bulgarian folks' music, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The Kill the Mic joint. And um, that's why they got invited into the TV show. But also in Russia, they just been a week before that, like, so two weeks ago. They've been in Russia, and um, for some reason, Onyx has like they're like really one of the biggest hip hop groups for uh, Asian hip hop groups in in Russia. No shit, yeah, and it's because Fredo told me once like when they had their uh, revolution in the early '90s as well in 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 Russia when when the whole government turned around for some reason the onyx came out back then with the back the fuck up and right it kind of fitted the theme so that energy they adopted that exactly that energy and everything mm. and they he he was he he, t- he told me like that he, he got like promoters and fans and like older hip-hop dudes from from russia telling them oh there sh- was people back in the days they were spraying like the mad face on the Yo. walls and stuff like isn't on some that amazing level yeah, and that since so then so I I think Onyx is also only the only one four H hip hop artist in Russia that ever did like a f- twenty city tour. They was tr- they mm. was driving with trains to to Siberia and like Whoa. in parts where none ever been like kind of you know as far as four H artists. So they have definitely a um, a special kind of connect to Russia in a way. They they've been there since the last 20 years probably like wow. twice a year always you oh mean, no they shit. really they go in there every time and they always fill out shows and uh, so yeah like just promoting the new album there and um they've been to the to the russian if you can t- uh, look that up on on youtube actually they've been to the, the russian late night show you know like like some jim wow. fallon type kind of stuff so it's the biggest uh, uh, russian tv show um, and they've been there and performed also "Slam" the, wow. the song and promoting the album, and it was quite funny when the guy was l- uh, lifting the Snowmads cover in the, in, the, in the camera and stuff. And, <laughs> and Fredbo actually, when you when you you can't you can't just see that little interview they did and then the live performance, but like Fredbo was shouting out in the in the b- before the song starts or like when the song starts, he's like, "New album, Snowmads <laughs> out now and by the Snowgoons," you know, like he was shouting Dope. us out. That's like on Russian main TV. That's like the number wow. one station in Russia. Wow. You know that's stuff incredible. like that. And but yeah, anyway. So it's um, um, the Snowman's album just dropped last year in in uh, November, le- le- last November, yeah. And uh, this is already the second one with Onyx. which is um, like a yeah, like a super honor for me because. I'm always been a, 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 a big Onyx fan, you know. Like they, they, they are one of the '90s groups. that was always unique, and they had that crazy energy. And yeah, um, and yeah. So, so we, this is already the second album we did with them because we ex- eventually became really good friends, and we realized because they was actually on a on a on a I wouldn't say dark path, or like you know, there wasn't just not like too uh positive with their career at the time i was gonna mm. say
0: like um because the there were several years where onyx was kind of like onyx is falling off like onyx mm. just doesn't you know they right. didn't have a, a base or uh albums that were really connected with the culture but exactly um, yeah. if, you, if you go and look at like uh the music and the reviews like a lot of people said you kind of brought that sound back for mm-hmm. them and exactly. revive revitalize their career so to
1: speak right we when we linked up because um, you know we knew like i mean i was seeing it from 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 my perspective and i was saying like if onyx gonna drop a new album i want him to sound like onyx right yeah and obviously you you, you can't bring back the 90s thing like that right and but but still you did, you need to give them the right sound mm. and i think that's what we really managed and um and i have to say also like I, I really need to give it up to fredo and sticky they're like they're like their creativity in the studio it's just unmatchable i was seeing it like already a couple times they just so naturally playing around when the yeah. beat uh, is running and they mm-hmm. just like dropping a hook kind of freestyle and they have it so that their recept is like mm. simplicity, you know? They have just like so many songs where there is the hook only like a couple words and they repeating it in on and on and on. And, and and I first always think like, oh man, that's like super simple, but it's right. just super catchy and when right. we play that shit live, it just goes right. up. It's, it's it's crazy, you know? And that's that's their... That's their special recipe or like their their specialty, what they're really good about, mm. you know. Like I always seen when that magic happens in the studio, like it's 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 something you can't really describe, you know. You have to actually be there. But like seeing mm. that, like I, I realized, man, th- these guys are geniuses, you know, when it comes yeah. to their sound and they know what they're doing. Mm. So, yeah, but we, we combined all that and uh, dropped the Snowmads album last year. And right now we actually working on an album with lots of the underground. <laughs> what? And it's it's actually done. We're just mixing it right now, and uh, it will. You guys come are up handling all the production. Yeah, yeah, we produced Wh- the. Whole I, I thing. saw that
2: uh, last
1: video. That that was with the Anix. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, because we was together on tour, uh-huh. and it was funny to me that like Anix and lots of the underground never did a song together. So oh I really? was like, yeah, they never did in the '90s. Whatever you know, both they had their careers and they was really successful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, man, you need to do a joint together, especially because they're so different styles, if you want to say." Wait, so this joint just came out then, like mm-hmm. last week, uh, two, two weeks two ago, February twenty-first. Yeah, exactly. Like so legendary. Uh, no, it's the the WhatsApp joint. Okay. okay. It's from the So Legendary album. The okay. The, the Lords under of the Underground and Snowgoons album is called mm. So Legendary, ah. but it's not out yet oh really no it's okay. not out it's I'm, I'm my bad i'm looking at the wikipedia right. yeah, type yeah, of no. shit. you know what i mean they, they was writing right. it down there right that's the the name of the album so legendary man
0: this is a uh, th- it's it's quite impressive i mean like basically you're just like this hip-hop head like this kid that just fell in love with <laughs> hip-hop <laughs> and now you're kicking it and touring and working with all of your favorite Absolute, most man. legendary uh heroes of hip-hop congratulations man that's really really dope and you've, you've released He's projects, like solo projects as well. Um, right. Do you have anything bubbling upcoming? Uh, a solo as far drink? as
1: the solo stuff, not so much, though, because I'm so tied up in all these other projects, you know. Mm. But like you said, we're we already working also as well on a new Snowgoons album. Um, there's no, no really a um, release schedule or something okay. for that, but it's been worked on. And then you mentioned also we're working on a project with Planet Asia. Um that's pretty I much I heard done. one
0: track uh featuring Planet Asia.
1: Right, uh, but that was on a Snow Goose So okay. that's that's just mm-hmm. a regular Snow Goons joint, but we did actually a whole basically it's a Planet Asia record produced by Snow Goons. Wow.
0: He just dropped mm-hmm. a new joint too with oh 38 yeah, yeah. Special, which he is Planet
1: fine. Asia his output is also crazy.
0: Didn't he get like I feel like Planet Asia really boomed again and came back like mm-hmm. within the last mm-hmm. five years. Uh, you know, throughout the the aughts, the the mid two thousands, all the way up to about five years ago, it was just like ah, Planet Asia came out with something. But now it seems like every single release is just mm-hmm. ruthless and merciless. Yeah, he's he's so on point right now, Definitely. and it's one of my favorite. You know, I, when he was with the, when he was a Cali agent mm-hmm. back in in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands, I was like, yo, Planet Asia got one of the dopest names mm-hmm. in hip hop and he's one of the cat cats. So it's, yo, I didn't know you guys were coming out with a full project with mm-hmm. him. Should have known.
1: I should have anticipated this shit. I should have anticipated man. this shit. But and, yo, that's um, going to be crazy. Yeah, and then, oh man, there are so many projects that we're working on right now um, that I can't really even talk about, kind of, you know, because it's, it's like... Um, yeah, you know they're they're in the making right now, so I don't I, don't, I can't really okay, talk about it basically. Yeah. But uh, you know, definitely we have a lot of shit. And then as well, Signature is working on a new solo project, which comes this summer already. I think it's almost done now. Oh. And he got you know he got also his uh, own group with Napoleon the Legend called okay. Super Kaiju. Mm. Super Kaiju, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's, that's another project that, <laughs> yeah, that 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 uh, Signature is working on and um wait and then, can i stop you for a second
0: yep how dope is that name though sick nature <laughs> is just a like i, I sometimes uh, you just heard me say planet age is a dope name sometimes mm-hmm. i'd be thinking like my favorite mc names sky zoo uh-huh. is up there i love the name sky zoo but sick nature is like signature sick nature yo right. too dope too yep, dope definitely. okay not to, uh, not to cut you off but to cut you off i'm sorry please continue Word.
1: and yeah so you know the the whole team always working and and super busy so you will definitely um, see a lot of releases this year or next year already basically lined up, you know. And um, I think um, it's always also important to, to mention, like we're working on our YouTube channel. Um, we have already over 170,000 subscribers, which is quite a lot. I'm um, one of those. <laughs> <Word>. And, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I said earlier too, I like to uh, do videos. So that has been a little... Um, kind of part of me right now too where i get into the visual part as well and and that i really like you know it's sometimes really the the music thing it just leads me into certain ways where i'm just gonna go with the flow Mm -hmm. and um like for example like the graphic stuff is not too much my my thing right i'm I'm, i mean i can i can make a simple flyer or something right but i just never got my head into it like that i've been an advanced graphic designer Mm -hmm. you know because I think it's it's with with everything, whatever you feel and love, you put more energy right. in it and and more interest in everything, right? And mm-hmm. so right now it's like I said, the filming is a little bit um um there too. So so actually the the DJing kind of at least right now in my situation is is going almost a little bit in the background. Exactly. It will always w- we be there, and I always have fun spinning at parties. But I actually. But I actually kind of stopped as a DJ. So yeah, um, when I said um, in the '90s, I when I got into DJing and um, beat juggling and all that, I think my peak was probably like during the late '90s as a DJ, and I was spinning like a lot of parties and clubs and shows, and and made my first money also off of spinning and selling mixtapes. That was my my really first money making. Wow. And but um, in in uh, I think around the early 2000s when like all the crunk stuff came up. Um, and that club sound—it kind of turned me a little bit off being a DJ, you sure. know, because like it, it was—you know—all the clubs, the, the guys—they just right. wanted whatever is number one hit, right. like Usher, yeah, and whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they wanted that shit over and over again. And for mm-hmm. for me as a DJ, growing up with the with the real DJ culture, right, it's actually a, almost a no-go to play a song twice, for example, in mm-hmm. the evening, right. And stuff like that. so, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm always going a little bit with the flow and and you know whatever I feel like and and right now is, is also the filming. But anyway, the the YouTube channel that we build on, um, we're gonna have some more stuff coming in the future. We have a little, um, I would say it, it's a basically a YouTube show, okay, because I'm con- collecting content while I'm traveling, usually all the time and being on tour. So we will see uh, um, right now we're putting the stuff together. And it will um, be—it's a mixture of everything. It kind of looks a little bit like Yom TV raps, and um, it's a lot of background stuff. But I don't want to do like drag out interviews, so it's all short content, right? No, but um, but it's 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 really a mix of everything. You see some live stuff. I'm I'm asking a couple questions some guys, and it's but there will be also of course all the four elements, you know, graffiti and everything. So it's it's just collective stuff that i film and and put together as a little show this I will start it. in the summer dope um and because we need to use the platform obviously and then i have um right now a, a, a project that i can probably not say the artist's name but i can uh, at least um, now you can say, say the artist's name is fine. yeah yeah um so we we basically want to do a um an album recording in two days and it will be live streamed wow on youtube so most likely we go to philly and um we will record for two days straight 48 hours that's what the project is going to be called too you know remember the the movie 48 hours the 80s movie yeah, with yeah. Eddie murphy and um nick nolte, nick right? nolte exactly so it's going to be 48 hours and whatever in those 48 hours will be recorded will be the album yo and i like it. and you can watch from the first second till the last like we're going to start already doing cuts and hooks and mixing and everything uh and even like you can making
2: beats in between yeah the exactly hours like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we we gonna do like everything. from scratch yeah type of shit. what you that can sounds be there. crazy you can,
1: and we're gonna since we're working with a couple more rappers we're gonna do like really shifts basically so it's gonna okay. be 48 hours you can stream in and 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 you can even pre-order the album already while while you're watching and stuff. So right. we have a couple more ideas that we're going to put into this. So this is a project that's going to drop uh, towards the end of the year. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, like super I brilliant. think nobody did that before. You I've know, never in, heard of it. Yep, and and we're going to do that in uh, Philly then. So, yeah, but we will announce it soon. So that's that's something Work. I'm working on. So this takes, obviously, a lot of preparation and mm-hmm. planning and all that, you know.
0: Word, well, shit... Um, I want to go ahead and thank you guys for rocking uh, and listen to us. We're going to go ahead and take a break. But for you, the next part of the episode will be out Tuesday. Uh, I'll leave all the links in the description. Uh, DJ Illegal, uh, Omen 4-4, Plug International, uh, Snow Goons, Goon Music, uh, Pay Attention, and all of these things. I think I'm going to go out Absolutely. on that. I- I'll just play this uh, that What's Up track.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that Wild. cool? Let's yeah. do that. Let's do it.
0: century Fredro wonky man do it all in Shicky. sticky plus Lord jazz one time he will hit thee Blow, <gasps> we go dumb it ain't a mystery all off check me the stage dive off speaker Onyx and Lord still move at our leisure one What's up? Six figures for a feature. Snow goons, you messing with a different type of creature. Just to punch you in your face, rap. Fuck it, get your face slapped. Timberland boots. Niggas better get they lace strapped. Do it for the streets. We do it
1: for the streets. Straight up, Blow up mics. Take cover. We don't fuck around. Onyx in the underground. Niggas buck them down. Leaving niggas underground. Snow goons on the beat. My niggas got them bangers guard. Boom, back. Hit them with the gap. Beast banging hard. What's up? What's
2: up? What the fuck? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What the fuck? If we What's ever up? come to your town,
0: we're
1: killing shit like King Hannibal, crossing the Alps on elephants, takes one verse. All of you rappers irrelevant, seen a lot of shit off of the cliff, intelligent. Life is more precious, I could be
0: killed for my melanin. Rhymes go over your head, I'm briefing the pelicans. No discipline, all
2: of your kids is on riddlin' And I'm not the type to hold shit in like chitterlings, Just make shit hard. Yo,
1: this shit gonna be wild. Let me take my coat off, I'm about to freestyle, niggas getting rolled off. <laughs> Let me clean my throat off Hardest the thing on stage About to get thrown off ah! Now I'm in the crowd, nigga Loud, nigga, now Turn them up and shut them down, nigga Pound niggas out Load them up and bust them down, nigga Found niggas out Dug them
2: up above the ground, nigga What's up? What's up? What the fuck? What's up? What's up?